Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I already have a feeling that this one's going to be pretty good. Don't talk yet, Tolly. We'll, we'll bring you in. We'll, 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 all right. Just relax here. He's all ready to go. He's fired up. Put the microphone down. Okay, he's good. Give him a chance here. Josh Tolly is our guest. Catcher in the big leagues. Ricky, I'm not going to ask you when you met him, but when did you first hear of him? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, when did I? I mean, as soon as R.A. Dickey got traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. The knuckleballer. Um, the knuckleballer, yeah. And... From what I had heard, at first it was JP was going to catch him, and then I think he struggled a little bit. And then um, when Dickey came over from the New York Mets in that big trade. Um, hey, feel free it, to fire up the grill back there, guys. Come on, make some noise. We're in it, Arizona spring training. There's a grill. Everybody's all quiet it, listening to us. Let's go. Somehow this, this, this fucking uh, weird personal catcher came with him. What and do you mean personal catcher? Yeah, it was actually two. It was Josh Tolley, who's our guest today, and Mike Nickius. They both came over because they could catch the knuckleball. Obviously, at at the time, JP was our starting catcher. So JPR and Steve, yeah, friend of the show. Yeah, and they were, he was supposed to catch him early on, and I think struggled a little bit. But that's why they brought these guys as insurance. And okay, hold on. <laughs> so this dude, R.A. Dickey, knuckleballer, knuckleballer, Cy Young winner. He can he bring he brings his own people around? Yeah. And you guys are in the club. I was like, what the fuck? I can't even get another Pat Peel pass. <laughs> and you guys are bringing personal catchers. <laughs> exactly. But when you're a Cy Young winner. You know, and you're coming f- fresh off that Cy Young in 2012. You can do things like that. So, and I've never seen anybody, anybody catch a knuckleball like Josh Tolley. <laughs> Tolley, he's another player who you said we got to get him on once we figured out he was in Arizona. He's on the Dodgers organization, and yeah, we get him on. He's got cool. He's got good stories. He's got an energy. And why did you want him on, Rick? You you said it perfectly. High energy. He's going to bring a lot of fun to this podcast. He's one of those uh, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, look at you. You get excited. Oh, I get excited. Just, the levels. just because, excited. oh, man, I, there's probably some stories. Monotone Rick, all of a sudden, go, oh, yeah. There, there's probably some stories that will might not be allowed for this podcast. All but right, hold on. Let's um, check the batteries. Do we have enough time? All right, we got enough. Uh, Tolly's going to get going. He's going to uh, cut loose? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he will. I mean, 
it depends how much we hold his reins back. So, oh, we got you, you know, but he he's high energy. So I, do I have I to like put him, you know, e? we he actually you know towards the end of my Blue Jay career in 2013, he got to see a little bit of the downfall. Um, you know, me trying to get work my way back up to the big leagues, and you know that obviously as a catcher, I feel like you have that relationship with the pitcher, and it was tough for him to watch that because he had seen me hurt or heard about me being you know obviously all successful and, and all that stuff. Game. And, you know, I feel like he never really got to see the the Ricky Romero from, you know, 2011, 10, 09, whatever. You Wait, know. so he got to catch you a little bit? Yeah, he did. He caught me in a little bit in. So uh, already let him, you, you bought well, him? Well, we, no, we spent some time in uh, in Buffalo, actually. Oh, you're in the minors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess already must have left. But you know what? There's a funny story behind it, and I'm sure he'll tell it, too. Uh, and he'll probably laugh about it. Um we oh, were, you can jump in now, Tolly. Yeah, Ricky's we, laughing here. <laughs> we were in Buffalo, and he was catching me. And um, I was still trying to find out some, figure out some stuff. You know, I was, I had hit that bad, bad wall where I just was trying to figure out my mechanics and all that. Yeah. And I happened to be having a pretty good game, finally after a while. And um, my shit was just dancing all over the place. There you go. And if the you know, if, if you know JT, um, he is like really high energy always like laughing you know he can get out he'll come in and be like you guys see that that guy just jammed the shit out of me you know <laughs> shit like that you know oh when he gets out oh yeah like you know there he's always just so such good energy so then he's sitting in dugout and i have like fucking three wild pitches four wild pitches there's a reason and, you're in buffalo and mike nickius uh comes up to him he's like hey man just just fucking relax he's like i am fucking relaxing like holy fuck have you ever got this guy he's like fuck me He's like, he's so damn hard to fucking catch hold. And he was just rat- <laughs> motherfucking left and right. And How about you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, his shit's just moving everywhere. He's like, leave me alone. Not now, Nickius. Not now. <laughs> and him and Nicky are like best friends, you know, and um it was just it was that was one of the, the why are you mad stories. totally why are you mad? No, I ain't mad. <laughs> but I, I just want to take a step back. Ricky says Oh yeah, I met him in 2013 when he was the personal catcher. Do you not have Sports Center? Oh yeah, no, or do you I have mean, Sports oh, Century? Oh, You're in well, Canada. Well, yeah, no, we, no, 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 no. I was in the United States. No, but Ricky was in Canada. Was, yeah, he had Sports Century. They still have he was sports. watching Don Cherry. No, let me tell you. Hey, it's, <laughs> they still have. Hey, hey it's the sports, Toronto Blue Jays and the Maple Leafs. It doesn't and then matter. Every on other sports NHL Centre, they were playing July 1st, the no hitter from <laughs> Johan Santana. That I thought. <laughs> I mean. So Josh Tolley. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold Josh on, Tolley. hold on. Did you just come in here right now? The yeah. first thing, you didn't even say your name. You're like, yeah, I caught a no hitter. Hey, no, no, yes. no, not just, a, <laughs> not just a no hitter. The first no hitter ever in Mets history from the legendary Johan Santana. Wait, pretty special. I love Nolan the way you Ryan, came in, Tom Tolley. Seaver, Tolley. Who? Exactly. Johan, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as Nohan. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Tolley is our guest on Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast with Bethel. Uh, so Tolley, all right, I, I've known you a little bit, like 20 minutes, and you do have that energy. You have that vibe. But what's up? You're a personal catcher? That's a terrible way for somebody to introduce you that's inviting you to his house <laughs> I mean, as a guest. I thought the same thing. That's what I said. I mean, geez, you didn't hear me in 2012. But, no. Um, no, but you, when, you, when you see those highlights, yeah, you see JT right there celebrating with Johan. Oh, now that, you remember. That, that No, no, no. Of course. I mean. <laughs> but like an he idiot, made, hey, I didn't he kick he, my mask off. You shit me? He make sure he let you know as soon as he <laughs> met him, you know? Hey, I was the one who caught Johan's uh, no-hitter. It was funny because Yo- we had Johan uh, one year with the Toronto Blue Jays, and it was just funny. Always, they, they, 
JT high energy, Johan high energy, you know, sneaky high energy, not what you see on TV. And they would always just make fun of each other. It was always, it was. Well, I'm still waiting for my painting that he has at his house that I'll send it to you, <laughs> Poppy. Don't worry. <laughs> Johan, if you're listening, we'll get him. I have a new address. <laughs> Wait, he told, there's a painting of the no hitter? Of the no hitter. At his house, that's for you? I guess. That's what, what he told what me. What gift did he give you for that? Um, Wait, you give no, gifts? Poppy, the painting, it's coming. That, that was it. Yeah, but it's at my house. I get it to you. Don't worry about it. He's he, still, he, it's not finished. He also. Not only that, I mean... God, he's not painting it. I think it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's hung up on his wall already, dude. <laughs> he's waiting for you to autograph it. Then there you no, go. Wait, what know. did you say? You take, didn't take off your mask? What does that mean? Well, so nobody could see my face. It was so... I I just blanked out. I, I, I blanked. And I should have thrown my mask off. When guys throw perfect oh, games... On. When guys throw perfect games and no hitters, man, they throw their gloves up in the yeah. air. They throw their mask up. I was just lucky to catch the damn ball, and then I took off for the mound. It was insane. It was like like I, I blacked out. I didn't know what to do. You had the mask. So, like, there's all these great pictures and a guy with the mask? <laughs> Pretty much. So you can't say it was you? No, it was me. It had, well, it's got ah, my name well, on the back. It, 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 it might have been Butera. I yeah. mean, it might. <laughs> oh, we got pictures? We got pictures. Oh, Rocks World coming strong. Oh, fuck. Never took it off. Oh, I we, told we you. see one arm, and then your the uh, chest protector blocks your number, so you really can't see I know. it. But it was me. For all these people out here that don't know, <laughs> just watch it again. <laughs> and, and okay, not, we'll not, give you credit. You he, were there. Not only did he catch the the first no hitter in uh, Mets history, he also was fortunate enough to be able to catch a Cy Young winner um, in New York, and obviously R. A. Dickey, um, and. Um, how was how was how was that year? I mean, he he was dominant that year. Dominating again. It was like, so I came with RA 2010. The story kind of starts. I had um, minor league options, and they told me that we just signed this knuckleballer. He's going to start in AAA. You're going to catch every day in AAA. So why don't you learn how to catch this guy so it's not a day off for you? So I followed R.A. around spring training 2010, played catch with him, caught his bullpens, and I just got used to it. So that year he threw the ball well. 2011 was good. But 2012 was so special that it was when he was throwing his bullpens, he was like pretty much telling me, hey, this knuckleball is going to rise and it would rise. <laughs> or, hey, this knuckleball is going to bottom out and it would bottom out. Now, can you that. imagine having – you do that with fastballs and curveballs and, and change it. Can you imagine doing that with the non-spinning Which is what's going to set us up to our favorite segment, Let's Go Down Memory Lane. Now, we usually do it towards the end of the show, but right now I'm going to show you a picture and you react. Here it is. Oversized mitt. <laughs> yep. It's a picture of R.A. Dickey with two huge gloves that he carries – with you, right? No, I carry him with me. Are you kidding me? He wouldn't carry him with him. I have to take his oh, luggage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he buys him and gives him to you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's a it's a different hey. bigger. Yeah, it's a sparks it's a sparks model. It's um it's like a softball glove. Yeah, it's kind. like a it's like a women's softball catcher's mitt is effectively what it is. And it's um yeah, I, I still have it with me. I carry it with me and in 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 an event that I run across a knuckleballer. <laughs> and Charlie Huff is in our yeah. camp. Dodgers. Yeah. And today, I, before live batting practices, I said, Hey, Charlie, I said, I have my knuckleball mitt with me. I need you to get on the mound. He said, Oh, Josh, I can't throw it five feet. But we have a knuckleballer in the minor leagues. So I said, Hey, you know I can catch it. So 
I don't mind catching him. If he's good, then maybe I get a there you go. Sneak a few yourself. more years. Now, in. We, already trying to get that triple A job, hey, I man. Like I, that. I, I see like him that. working though. So we uh, <laughs> like obviously when you get into your life and your career and all that. But the knuckleball for people listening, it's oh, it's weird because you can't really see it. But then why do you ha- why do you need a bigger glove? Um, just I'm, with the late movement, the late movement, and like Ra threw his so hard. So any time, like you're not going to catch the ball in the pocket. You need a wider circumference to at least stop the ball. Like, did did you ever struggle with it when you first oh, started? Yeah. yeah. 2011. I'll never forget this. 2011, we were in Houston, and I absolutely got annihilated behind the dish with it. I I couldn't catch it. I was knocking it down. Joe West was behind the dish. He was blowing me up. <laughs> I can't, you can't catch a damn ball. Let's go. The umpire's telling you. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I was like, damn, Joe, you try to catch this thing, man. Like. <laughs> Um, was he getting hit because of you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Balls were flying everywhere. And um, I'll never forget, Then um, we went to Colorado or some sort of something like that. I, I'm not sure. Maybe we were in Houston somewhere else. I, I don't recall how the whole yeah. dynamic went. And I'll never forget, on the plane flight to Colorado, I told RA. And it was one of those days where like, I started changing my stance. I was going to a knee. I was going to two knees. Like... I was trying everything in the world. You're just a to, hockey goalie. I was a hockey goalie. That's exactly how I felt. And I said I would love to talk to Doug Marabelli. Doug's, Doug's one of the best. He, he was the best at doing it. He was catcher when he was in Boston? In yeah, Boston Tim for Wake. Wake. Okay. We're and he said, let me call Wake, see if I can get Dougie's number. Sure enough, I get Doug's number. We exchange some messages. He says, call me tomorrow when you get to the field. So Doug lives in i think in minnesota or wisconsin he's like i think he sells insurance now or whatever he does um and he took about an hour and a half out of his day and i'll never forget sitting on the golf cart at coors field and talking to doug about catching and when it clicked with me he made a few mechanic adjustments that i will not say on this podcast in case knuckleball catchers listening they're not gonna get my secrets exactly you know there's some dad right now i'm gonna teach my son no yeah no dad you're not no there you go hey sell that baby yeah yeah Yeah, money talks you want to know yeah yeah bullshit walks let's go pay me let's go bring that checkbook i'll teach your kid all he needs to know hey there's personalized catching instructors no personalized knuckleball catching instructors oh it's a different world but 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 in a serious note it was um he made a couple mechanical adjustments with me and effectively what he left me with he said josh no you're going to lead the league in pass balls every single year deal with it that's part of the gig Fuck. and when i when i when i accepted that it took off so like you have to have another glove in your bag yeah what did yeah what did uh ari dickey get you as a gift for winning cy young Pause. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. it's I'm still no, waiting it, for it. It must be a painting at his house. <laughs> <laughs> so because of you, he won the Cy Young. Well, not no, 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 no. Yeah, not no, just no, me. Hey, on this I podcast, caught, we take credit for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no. I got a hats off to Mike Nickius. He caught some. He caught a handful yeah, of his first. Yeah, but he's not a guest on us. You did it. He will be. You, he's an agent now. Is he you, really? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Mike Nickius? <laughs> for CAA. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. I got denied by this. So forget you, Mike Nickius. I don't want <laughs> you. What's up, Mike? No, <laughs> call me. Mike, Mike's good. No, 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 no. But but at the end of the day, it, it, yeah, it yeah. was it was a collective effort between yeah, for sure. Mike and myself. And I'm just messing around. I mean, you know, some guys decide to get their catchers gifts or not you know i mean and i was just curious you know i mean i, I didn't mean to put you on the spot i wish idea. mark burley was here he would say i think mark burley like has probably spent like 
a few hundred thousand dollars buying watches between perfect games and no hitters and to wait, wait, hold uh, on. You, wait hold, hold, I don't know this world. So pitchers give gifts. Yeah, if you throw a no hitter, typically. So how, how this works is if you throw a no hitter or a perfect game. I'll tell you what Mark Burley did. Because Burley is a good friend of mine, and he has a no hitter and a perfect game. Yeah. So in an hour and a half. <laughs> Probably. If he works really fast. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the game took an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was insane. So um, I think um, Ramon Castro caught one of them, and then A.J. Prezinski caught the other one. But in one of the no-hitter or perfect game, um, the outfielder, you have to help me out, center fielder. Um, Dwayne Wise. Dwayne Wise. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Yes. He got the catcher and Dwayne Wise. Dwayne Wise made a miraculous Amazing. catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yep. So he got them a special kind of watch engraved on the back, the oh, whole right. nine, right? And then he got everybody else that played defense or maybe the whole team. I think maybe the whole team. He got them like, oh, let's call it like a nice $5,000 Rolex. No way. That's yeah. cool. Is I that, think it was the guys that were playing. I want to say it was the guys It might have been. Yeah. It's like how quarterbacks get their offensive line. Yeah. Something Some, like that. Similar. They make the yeah, Pro yeah, Bowl. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff. But I'm not bitter. Like, don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, of course don't. Take it's, it it's, like a I'm not it's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. The pain is on its way. It's normally an inside joke, but we'll just take it to the public. I don't know. What up, Nikki? What'd you get? He's still waiting. So. Wait, so that's that's con. What would you what would you get your catchers? I don't know. I never threw a no hitter. Oh, well then. hold on. Let's talk about Ricky for a second, though. Oh, let's do. 2011. The guy was almost a Cy Young Award winner. I voted for him. I don't, I I don't have to vote. I didn't have votes, but I voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was tenth in the Cy Young. I don't know. So did you get no, a, did no you get JPR and Sevilla something? No, I I mean he I didn't, didn't win it. I didn't throw anything. I didn't throw a no hitter. I didn't I didn't do any of that stuff. See, what do you give the bullpen catchers? Are you supposed to tip I mean, them? You, you take care of them. Yeah. So you're that's common gr- where yeah. like pitchers tip the oh, catchers. Yeah. You're out there. Th- you're out there grinding with them. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah man. I those guys. Well, I, I didn't know those this guys. Come on. Let, let me tell you, bullpen catchers, and not because Rox is sitting here right now. <laughs> bullpen catchers work their ass off. Yeah. They don't get enough love. Them and clubhouse guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. 100%. Two people in baseball that work more than anybody. They get zero love. That's what you, you know nice when to you the, when the you clubbies. when you want to have a day off and you think you're going to be sitting sleeping in, but that starting pitcher wants to come in and play catch. Guess who has to come in and play catch with them? Who? The fucking bullpen catcher. Are you serious? Catch yeah. bullpen. It's bullpen day. Well, yeah. I, if I'm I'm not doing it. No. It's my off day. Yeah. Not the Damn. starting catcher. Oh, but the bullpen, bullpen, not even the backup catcher, not even the backup. Yeah, learn so much. See, this yeah. is what we do on the Let's Go with Ricky Rowe. Learn things, learn things. Oh, Paulo Duca, we rocks. You have your podcast, rocks. Relax. <laughs> get, get start start drinking, man. Get the 1942 going. All right, so, so where'd you grow up, Tully? I grew up in Southern Illinois, Salukis. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, just north of the Salukis. Yeah. But actually, the Salukis is where I had my first look by the Mets. It was my sophomore year of high school. So you were, you were drafted out of high school, I was right? drafted out of high school. Big shot. And I went down. No, no. I just was not smart enough to know not to take <laughs> Come less. Come on. Can you picture this guy in college? No, yeah. I was like, yeah, let me college. I was like, no, I didn't go to college. No, I was like, yo, school. let me go play professional baseball. Hey, we'll give you like uh, $30,000. Yeah, where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, will you pay for my college? Yeah, sure. No problem. Still haven't used that. <laughs> Free money for the Mets. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, if you'll do the deal, right? If you sign out of high school, they'll give you money for college. You can't touch it, right? Unless yeah, you go to- I don't. I don't know the rules. I was actually thinking about doing that. To be honest with you, is like just trying to like find out how I get it and see if I could do some online classes. Hey, there you go. Just to do it. I like. I, I I like business right now. That's my kind of my thing. So I try to be like super business savvy and. <laughs> 
I need some guidance. <laughs> so what round did you get drafted in? The 13th round. Okay, that's decent so did you, for high did you, schooler. Did you have any, um, any uh, D1 scholarships? No, Mizzou came on at the very end because okay. they had two catchers that they did not think were going – or that, that originally did not think they were going to get drafted. Yeah. And then they started getting some steam towards the – like right before the draft, and they were like, holy shit, we're going to lose probably both of our catchers possibly – and then they reached out, and at that point, I knew I, I felt like I knew I was. So going you to knew you wanted to be a pro, like is that the thing. I wanted to get into professional baseball. Like, no and this what is it this like. is our first. Uh, I want to say our first position player that we've had on the podcast. Yeah, you, you know, only we like haven't the had pitchers, bro. yeah, mostly See? pitchers, and um, you know, obviously they take a little different path. You know, a pitcher obviously having Morrow on, he's talking about throwing ninety seven, a hundred, you know, and, and 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 stuff like that. When you got drafted, what was like? Your biggest attribute. What is it that attracted the the New York Mets to draft you? I hit. You? Yeah, I hit. Mashing, mashing, and like in Southern Illinois, it's not like Southern <laughs> California baseball. Like with all due respect to everybody in now Southern Illinois listening to this. Now I know why I think you're an OC guy. You went to Modern Day High. What? That's exactly where you got it. But but there's one in. I went to the real Modern Day. <laughs> okay. Okay. Matt Liner's on his way to let you know. Right. So you went to Modern Day High in Illinois. Yeah. Sergio Santos is on his way to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Sergio. Oh, Sergio. He got paid. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> got paid. No, no. We we used to say we used to take second second seat to Modern Day. Hey, did you go to Modern Day? Yeah. Went. Yep. Went to Modern Day. And they're like, no, not the one you're thinking of though. <laughs> That's other UOC guy. So you were mashing in Illinois. You were hitting five six hundred. Hitting bombs and the Mets are like, "Hey, we're gonna take you." Yeah, pretty so, much. So your goal was, like, "I want to be a pro baseball player." That's all I want to do. White Sox Cub fan or which one? Uh, Cardinals fan. Because I grew up thirty miles east of oh, St. Louis. Oh, you were that far? Okay. Yeah, oh, I was okay. deep. I oh, was so deep you're south. real baseball because you know the, the Cardinal way is the only way of baseball. That, yes. If you ask your fans, if you ask, I was just about to say, <laughs> when you grow up in it, it is. It, it's so all it is. Who were the during those high school years? Who were the the big? Obviously, Albert Pujols. Mike Matheny is a guy that, because okay. I caught, is a guy that I really looked up to. And you watch how he went about his business and how he worked behind the dish and how he ran a pitching staff. And like, and now I, I, I speak how I speak. And I, I never saw the game in that lens. But now I, now I sit back and I, I kind of rethink those days. And I'm like, damn, he was really good at how he controlled the game, controlled the tempo of the game, ran his staff. Like he was. Could you picture yourself managing? Yeah, yeah, I like. I'd li- yeah, yeah this guy, I like. Yeah, this guy's a leader. He's a yeah. coach. I like. I, I, I would Catchers like. Catchers always become yeah. coaches. It's, I, I will say this though. Like, this is where the hard part lies. Is like, you guys are dumb, catchers. No, 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 no. You are. You're dumb. Let me go put on equipment that I need to protect myself, and let me go and get a guy who's gonna throw a hundred miles in the dirt. Oh, let me throw my chest in front of it. Let me throw my testicles in front of it. Okay, I'm like, there's. You guys are fucking crazy. No, there's something wrong. Like, we're we're like, but then you're also really smart. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we have a few screws, but not the wrong ones. (laughs) Not like a left-handed pitcher, right? Oh, jeez. Then you you look at lefties. Let me start on left-handed pitchers (laughs) for a sec. Good lord. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I, left-handed uh, people. Uh, my period. Son. Period. My son is left. Yeah, good point. That's why my son and this guy talk trash to each other back and forth. Ricky's over there talking trash to a thirteen-year-old, and he's like, "You gotta suck it up." I tell him, he's like, "Hey, look what Ricky said." I'm like, "Well, you better step it up, step your game up. Yeah. T- don't poke the bear." Left-handers are they're they're different. They're different, world. They're different man. <laughs> so why did you want to be a catcher? Um, I don't know how I fell into it. To be honest with you, I was a shortstop, stud shortstop coming up. Stud shortstop. No way. 
Stud shortstop. <laughs> if that did not come across clear, stud. All right, hold a pause. We're going to have to uh, Google right here. Uh, totally no. shortstop. Let's see if it pops up. We're going to Google uh, it. No, but you know one thing that you... I'll continue, stud. If you do uh, Google, I, you do have some innings in the, big, in the big leagues, don't you? Did you ever pitch? I never pitched. You didn't? Nope. I never pitched in the big leagues. And I was asked to do it one time. But I said I'm a catcher. I'm not a pitcher. Ah. But if you need me to save the pen, I'd do. I would save the pen. But it came down to it. We didn't have to. But okay. I okay. I, I'm just not. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a whole different animal out there. So then you you sign out of high school, and where's the first place they send you? Port St. Lucie, Florida. Hi. No, no, no. Gulf Coast League. Oh, golf. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Jesus, you were that no, much of a no. Stunt? I was eighteen. I was so raw. I mean, it was like I never wrote a check in my life. I never cooked my there own dinners. I never. You're out of high school. You shouldn't know how to do that stuff. Do you even have a bank account? I did because I got paid in the draft a little bit of money, and but I had that. To, I had to open. That. No, no, no. I, that was actually my only reason I had to open up a bank account was to put this money that the Mets were giving me, yeah. the small sum to put in there. And I had to live on it, and you had to learn how to do your laundry. And I, I didn't know any of that. My mom did everything for me. Yeah. You, well, then you're Mexican if your mom's doing everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> At 40, you're still doing it. What's up, mom? I know you're not listening. Anyway, but okay, that's also got to be a culture shock. Not just going to Florida, but the, you just mentioned it. You're in at home and you're like wait a minute what the fuck how do i heat up water like how do i not burn the top ramen right that's how hard is it that adjustment i went to cc pizza every day 495 pizza buffet <laughs> to be honest with you shout out to cc's 495 buffet yeah 49 dude <laughs> yeah rocks knows all about that right there us1 port st Lucie, florida got a holiday in still got to be there i know it is um, <laughs> and Port St. Lucie, like, I mean, there's nothing no, around there. Man. Let me ask you. At least, at, at least when you're in Dunedin, there's you got Tampa right nearby. Clearwater Beach is Clearwater Beach. Yeah. You got places to eat. I mean, how come there aren't people to help you? I, you know what? I, my wife and I have always thought about that, and and not even like when you're first 18 coming into the big leagues, but like as you're coming through the minor league ranks, how is there not somebody that is just like guiding you to say like pretty much just to take some relief off of you because you yeah. don't you when i tell you you don't know anything no you don't and, and you're like i southern illinois i was like the dude like that's just well all you guys were the dude wherever you were at. exactly right and then now all of a sudden i'm here and like i've never seen a pitch over 82 miles an hour and like i have dudes throwing 95 and like there's like real first round picks there there's <laughs> studs there and i'm like who's the first round pick that I year health was Pelfrey. Oh, you're an 05 draft. 05 draft. But then you also, also got to figure out where to, how to turn on the lights. Like what bills to pay, right? Bills, water bills, cable bill. Right. You want Wi Fi. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. And then how to set it up. How to set it up. Yeah, you're not doing this at 18. I don't even have a credit. No, you like, can't. You can't. <laughs> Comcast is like, yo, no, you don't get the box because you your credit score is zero. Yeah. <laughs> And you're probably asking, what's a credit score? Like, there's right. got to be people. Like, your agents don't help out with this? No. Forget no. you, Ray. You're a first-rounder, so they got to help you, right? No, no. Wait, even you? No, I mean, you. I you sign for millions. I'm going to help you. If you got millions it coming, doesn't matter, forget though. you, 13-round. You, you but you? I mean, it doesn't matter. You get there, and 
they give you your jersey, your locker, figure out the rest. Yeah, you get three nights at the hotel. That's true. Once you get there, it's a whole different animal. Yeah. Like there's 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 some guidance leading up to it, like kind of like, oh yo, hey, what to expect? Go call this yeah. guy. He'll he'll tell you what to expect. But it's all kind of like like um I, I don't know the right analogy, but it's just lip service. But yeah. you guys Small are also talk. you guys yeah. are also alpha males who are showing up, you're like I don't need no help. I got this, right? Nah. A little bit. But inside oh. of you, you're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean. A little bit. Like, you don't want to show that you're vulnerable. You can't. No weakness. Because you, well, you get stuck. Uh, like, I mean, when I got called, uh, or when I signed and I went to Auburn, New York, you get there and, they, okay, you get three nights at the hotel and now uh, we're putting you with the host family or you can live somewhere else. But you got to find that in three days. So you're like, oh, shit. A host family of people who live in the yeah, area who yeah. they take you in, right? Yeah. Let me tell you a great story. This happened to me. So this is now two years after I've been drafted. 2007, I was in Savannah, Georgia. The Sally. Uh, the Sally League. That's right. Savannah Sand Nats. Yeah. Um, good name. Yeah. Terrible. No. It was awful. <laughs> there was nothing good. <laughs> nothing good other than that I raked. <laughs> um, so, so, so anyways... So we go there, we get an apartment, and they put us up in this apartment complex, and they th pretty much throw all the dudes in there, right? And the apartment complex was close to Savannah State, I think. And then the girls' volleyball team from Savannah State stayed there as well. That's just uh, oh, okay. Like, I mean, <laughs> okay. What are, what are you guys doing? Moment <laughs> like <laughs> testosterone. Are you, are you volleyball me team right now? Like okay. Uh, Red flags should go up. All and right, like, no. and uh, that'll be a separate podcast yeah. that you guys can pay for on Patreon. And yeah, no, no. But, but, but anyways, that that was just a, a side note that yeah, just yeah, came yeah. to my mind. But anyways, so we're in Savannah, Georgia. We go through the season. Um, we, we live three or four guys in these places. That's like, what you do, right? You dudes sleeping on the couch in the living room. Like there was no rooms. Like oh, how many bedrooms? Well, the kitchen's a bedroom. The living room's a bedroom. How many and air mattresses? Oh. Air mattresses everywhere. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it looked like a bachelor pad, right? So at the end of the season, we leave. Well, like the group living in my house was like, I think we had one college kid, but like everybody else was younger guys. And we didn't know that you had to clean out your refrigerator when you left your apartment. We just thought somebody else did that. That's oh, what the cleaning fee was. Shit. But evidently the whole squad did not know that because the next spring training... 2007 Savannah Sand Nats meeting in the farm director's office. And we're like, oh, damn, what's this about? And they have pictures. <laughs> the, the, there was a, a house of Dominican guys. This is, you guys are going to call bullshit right now, but I, I will find the pictures somewhere. They left a lasagna in the oven. Oh, no. I swear to you. No. Left a lasagna in the oven. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. and, and, I mean, of course. So, like, we had to pay, like, in my house. Wait, wait. This is end of September, right? No, this is going into spring training no, no, 2008. You guys left in September. Yeah. And you reunite in February, yeah, March? But the, yeah, but, like, the cleaning ladies came in to clean it, and they're like, what yeah, is this? No, like, that's the thing. It's like, you you went home, you're like, cool, and you get called yeah. in. You're like, you're not thinking about what no, the that's the last thing we thought of. Yeah. I mean, the only thing we thought of was, like, oh, God, this isn't good because... Somebody's in trouble. Yeah, somebody like, did something. Who, or, or hey, maybe they want to give us a... Hey, you guys were great because, you know, totally, you raked. You raked there. They want to give you a trophy. Give you a, yeah, right. That's what I was yeah. thinking. They're gonna give me a watch. Oh, we're gonna give you yeah. no. <laughs> Timex. No, probably a paint. Probably a painting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll send it to me. You're really soon. into art. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's just the stuff that like I, I. This is why I love doing this podcast with athletes because the stuff that people, the normal fan, like everybody, we say it. 
Baseball is really easy in the major league level from the couch. But yeah. they, it's amazing what you can do in the World Series from the couch. But when you, the grind of what you're trying to get through, the figuring life out, living there. And you just mentioned the Dominicans. You're a kid from Illinois. I'm pretty sure there were no Mexicans around you. Nope. No Dominicans <laughs> around you? We didn't speak that Spanish. <laughs> I, I swear to you. I, I swear. It was like, well, what is this language you're speaking? Like, wait, there's multiple and, languages in and the And now world? you got to communicate with them on the mountain. And now, right, Ricky, now I'm a catcher. So you know what I did, actually? Uh, Tony Bernazard, this guy Tony Bernazard was our assistant GM at the time, and he proposed the idea. The Latin kids go to Spanish class, and he said, hey, we'll do an English class for any English-speaking guys that want to learn or vice versa. So Spanish kids went to English class. Any English-speaking kids want to wanna go to Spanish class, you're more than welcome. Yeah. So Makes I thought, sense. you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like. You have nothing else to do in the evening, and we'll go down there, and we'll learn some Spanish. And it was something that, like, I, I, I learned to pick up and communicate, like, the communicating words as far as fastball, changeup, curveball, slider, like, man on second, what sign are we using? Like, just, like, the the everyday life stuff. Terminology, yeah. And that I, that I need it. And once I got that, and then 2009, I went to go play winter ball in Venezuela, and then it Stepping back 2008, I went to the Dominican, to the academy there for instructional league. That's where I really picked it up. 2009, I went to Venezuela, and I continued it. And it's something that I feel like is – it gives me a little bit of credibility with yeah. the Latin guys too. So you speak enough? Oh, when you see JT in the clubhouse with the, with the Latin guys, they love him. They it's, love him. It's he interacts. Just, you it's know, just like – So you speak it, baseball or you speak Spanish? Uh, no, I speak – Baseball, like curva I, recta, uh, yeah, papi, yeah, cambio, Di, dímelo, yeah, hombre en segunda, yeah, yeah, paisa then, comes okay. out a lot. So you, uh, uh, this is fascinating to me because I, so you grew up. There are any black people where you grew up? No, none, no minorities at all, right? Southern Illinois. So you go it is there. Where you think it is? It, 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 but believe it, it's Middle America. Yeah, and uh, so you go to this like. Complex and as an eighteen-year-old, when you're looking around, you're like, what, what, you're like, what the fuck? Like Ricky mentioned this too. Where you're, you're like, wait a minute. And other guys have told us, you get there, growing up in L.A., and you go to a place like that, you're like, fuck, all these white people. Like, yeah, like not to be culture shock, man. It, culture it, shock. It, yeah, it's absolutely. hard for me as a broadcaster when I started working in the media. I grew up in a real diverse city in Carson. I started working. I was like, whoa, where the fuck did all these white people come from? My entire boss. People ask me like, "Hey, did you grow up with any gangsters? Did you know cholos?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, my fucking neighbor." What, what? And it's like, but that must have been something too, where you have to like adjust to the culture shock of everything. See, yeah. nobody ever thinks about the white guy. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> you, you're right. You're right. You have, <laughs> it's, it's a culture shock. Yeah. It's a culture shock. And at that moment, <laughs> hey, right? at that moment, on your side, let me be sympathetic right. for the white man. <laughs> Thank you very much, God. <laughs> at that moment, at that moment. It was the bets were a very heavy Latin oriented organization. Manaya, yeah. Omar Manaya, Tony Bernazar. I mean, we we were the Los Mets. I mean, at, at one point, like <laughs> yeah. with in all seriousness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we would hold half of our meetings in freaking and hold it half of them in Spanish and half of them in English, and like they, yeah. they would. 
And I'll never forget. We had this guy. Not to get off cue here, but like just this is a side note. I will never forget this guy, and I loved him to death. His name is Jason Craig, aka Nitro. And my favorite part of the morning meetings were his name is Nitro. (laughs) The favorite part of my um, of of my the meetings were. He had to go through the conditioning and the workouts for the pitchers, and and he would speak like this: Lanzadores, arriba con liga, and la gimnasio. <laughs> <laughs> it was my <laughs> mic drop nitro, and and it was my favorite. But that was like my first moment where I was like, "Yo, I need to learn Spanish." <laughs> That's now. good for you, man. Arriba con- more 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 respect to you for doing that. I mean, if you want to, I I feel. I mean, this this game is so diverse, you know, and obviously a lot of Latin guys. Uh, um, and I think, especially for a catcher, if you're able to get that relationship going with that, it just slows him down. It helps him, and it, he feels more comfortable. It's you know? a comfort thing. Yeah. I, I think it's a especially in the minor thing. leagues. Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. because he's like they're just as lost as I was. Yeah. Like these dudes have no idea either. I mean, they're coming it, into a different ham world. Eggs. They they get ham on the eggs. they get on the bump and they're like. Well, what is this? Like, same thing. They think the same thing. Well, what are all these white people doing in here? Like, yeah. well, this is weird to me, right? Yeah. But and, I'm going to throw 100. Right. And here, here <laughs> it comes. And that's, uh, yeah. that brings all cultural barriers. Yeah. Cambio. Yeah. So, Umbre. So what year did you did you make your debut, JT? 2009. 2009. Uh, halfway through the year? September call-up? September call-up. September call-up. And you make your debut in New York? Nope, Colorado. We were in Akron, Ohio. I was in Double A. I got. I wasn't in the lineup. The manager made a comment. My girlfriend at the time and my parents were actually in Akron, Ohio. And the manager made a comment to me. I wasn't in the lineup, and I thought, man, this is like, same like, kind of the same thing. I was playing every day, and I'm like, like, why the hell am I not playing today? I didn't say anything. I just kind of stayed my course. And he pulled me aside and he said, Josh, you missed curfew last night. And I actually did miss curfew. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, Skip, I didn't miss curfew. <laughs> and he's like, no, you missed curfew. You guys, I, I mean, it's September. We haven't checked curfew one time. Now you're going to do it in the last week of the season? Like, so I'm thinking like, ah, he must be just fucking with me. And um, he's like, that's why you're not playing today. I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm good. Went out, shag batting practice. I came in to hit in the third group. I'm hitting. And I'll never forget, I took a swing. I smoked a ball. And he goes, I, like, something to the effect of this, like, man, I hope that ball gets out in Coors Field. And it, like, just caught me. And I was like, but I knew the Mets were in going to Colorado. And I was, like, kind of like, and he's like, yeah, you heard me. He's like, you're going to the big leagues tomorrow. And I was Oof. like. That's sick. <laughs> That's sick. It was I feel sick. like every other every manager when you ask guys how they got called up, everyone has a different story. You know, they, I think managers get can get. What a, was yours? Well, mine. I made the team out of camp, so oh. I just got called in the office. <laughs> you know, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Take yourself real quick, but, Ricky. Yeah, yeah, you. Know. But uh, yeah, me too. No, this ain't about me. I mean, it's, let's I, go, I just, Ricky Roll podcast. It is about you. I, I mean, I just find it interesting how um, how managers in the minor leagues how they 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 have they it's like they make these little scenarios. You know, like I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna do, it. and I think it's pretty cool. You know, yeah, for these yeah. guys, Everybody like Kim hitting story. batting practice. Other guys just get called in. Other guys, you know, just. I like how everybody always thinks they're in trouble. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's I mean, like the common theme in baseball. Yeah. Typically, you're in trouble. You're in like, trouble. You're oh, getting really? re- or you've done something. Oh, you're getting released. Get in yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be able to do it like that, batting practice and 
I mean, you know, you're probably like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, because you've seen guys that get called up as soon as they give the ball to the manager, you know, pitchers, you know, yeah. and they're like, hey, you're going to the big leagues. And you're like, what? You're telling me right now? So, um, so you make this out. You get called up, right? So you get there. We've asked a lot of the, the theme now is when you get called up, did you have a suit? No, I had to go to Men's Warehouse. Oh, Men's Warehouse. <laughs> so we've had, so, uh, we have Nordstrom's. We've had Nordstrom's rag. Hugo you Boss. To, Hugo Boss. Somebody already had a Hugo Boss. They yeah. were waiting for that day. What? Because he was an MVP the year before. Yeah, you yeah. know. You yeah. Know. But yeah. you went Men's Warehouse. Yep. Would you walk in and be like, hey, man, suit, go to the big leagues? That's what I said. <laughs> I said, give me two of them. I'm going to the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Two for ninety nine? Yeah, no. I'll take two. No, two he's two no. Right? I said, give me two of them. He said, I'll do you one better. It's buy two, you get one free. I'll give you three of them. <laughs> oh. I said, can you hem the pants quickly though? I'm gonna need them by tonight. He said, no problem. Did you tell him you're going to the big league? Yeah. Hell he so, yeah. He was so pumped for me. That was cool. That's awesome. And you were, you said you were in Akron, so you had to do all that stuff in Akron. Yeah. <laughs> what color I, was the suit? Brown. Shit brown. <laughs> even a cool suit <laughs> that's, the thing. that's the thing like you might like uh, the, mem- the the thing i've learned from this podcast doing it ricky is that, that you guys open up and you start remembering things and you're like fuck what the hell am i doing to buying a stupid brown suit I know, now, right? because now i got that wine suit that blueberry suit yeah. bj upton love that he love my wine suit man you got, a, you got a wine one i've been trying to figure out if i can pull that off cabernet wine suit Ooh. <laughs> oh, he'd say he'd say jt why you got that wine suit on tonight <laughs> I love BJ. <laughs> How bad was the tie you bought? Um, it was yeah. Well, I still have it actually. <laughs> oh my god! You got it. Yeah, you framed it that was, thing. So it was a. Uh, let me lay it out for you. Horseshit shoes, like <laughs> loafer brown. Like I, I don't like. They were like square toes at the top. <laughs> bush. That was the style bush, back. Bush. Then, yeah. it, I mean, Ricky, I'm not that old. That I was mean, 10 I mean, years ago. But <laughs> We're old, bro. Okay. okay. Baggy. Okay. Super baggy. baggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Super baggy. And then uh, I had uh, a pinstripe brown with a, there was a hint of blue in it. A and shirt? Then, a shirt. <laughs> I told you this ain't it. <laughs> but then again, this is Akron, Ohio, so that might be flossing there. Yeah, yeah flossing. <laughs> <laughs> so then my tie was black, gray, and blue. Way too much. Checkered way, like Oh, no. Way too much going on. <laughs> Bush. So, yeah. You get <laughs> you on that. the club. You, I'm like, so yeah, you, son. Yeah. So I'm here. JT, here. You get on the. Fl- how do you break the news to your parents? Um, So, when I found out, I went in and called my parents. They were in Akron. I said, yo, drive home. I just got called to the big leagues. And then I sent Catherine back Catherine to. Catherine is his is wife. my wife. Okay. But she was my girlfriend at the time. She went back home, and then they all they kind of split their separate ways. I went to get all my stuff, and then I flew out the next morning, and then they got home, and then they each caught a flight to Denver. So you walk into that clubhouse, you see your jersey. What do you think? Oh, God. <laughs> Make me cry, man. Hey, that's what we do here. Make me cry. No, it's like it's like a dream come true. Yeah. It's like you work your ass off, and like the my, my, like my minor leagues were not like some guys' minor leagues. Right, was, like, I mean, not a first rounder, you know. I mean, it's thirteenth rounder, you're, like you're, a high school, like they could give a shit if they released me like five days exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. I like, mean, it's, then it cost them thirty five thousand dollars. Like, wow, well, well, sure, we come try this money. shit out and be a roster filler for me, yeah. type of thing, right? Um, I mean, I went from two thousand seven playing first base in Savannah, Georgia, to not hitting a home run that year, 
and then going to instructional league that year saying, yo, you didn't hit any, you did not hit for power. We want you to go to instructional league to catch. Because I hit. I, I hit. I just didn't hit for power. Okay. Average. And average. Yeah, I always hit. I thought you raked, bro. I do rake. I I get hits. <laughs> He but swings now, a wet newspaper. But, but now, now we no, got. Well, now we're, we're hanging no, with JT with Turner. Now, no, no, the now Dodgers are different. Now <laughs> they got that me raking. Also humbling too. Go from high school where you're just mashing into whatever you want to fuck. Is the ball ever going to leave the yard? That's exactly right. I I I, I would I agree. Must have been the biggest mental mind play complete there mind fuck ever. And I had so so I, I went to instructional league in 2007. And then they asked me, they said, we want you to go to Dominican Instructional League. So that was the year that I went to Dominican. I might have said 2008, but 2007 was when I went that off, like that offseason. I yeah. went to Instructional League at the Dominican. And then I came back for spring training of 08, broke camp for the high A team, and I was the pretty much backup catcher, first baseman sprinkled in and then our starting catcher got into a fight with the pitching coach not once not twice but three times in a month <laughs> so he must have been uh he must have been a higher draft pick then yeah, yeah eighth rounder out of san Jusino, and um he just fought he had it out for the pitching coach boy they fought he was a he was a stubborn son of a baby hey, did you ever like be like hey man yeah he, he said this about you because you know that <laughs> no, <laughs> i don't play that game that was my dude i was in this guy's wedding oh no, okay, that was right. my dude I was in his wedding. I haven't talked to him since, to be honest with you, which All is right. weird. Um, yeah. Mac, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll get on the so then you go to Colorado, and obviously you, you're in there with David Wright, Captain America, Jose Reyes, who's big time. Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield. Brian oh. Schneider. Like, Sheffield. You look around the locker, you're like, you, you, you just, for a hint, for a hint, you're like, Man, I just hope I belong here. That's what you think. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, I go into the skipper's office. I let the skipper know I'm here. Jerry Manuel. Jerry Manuel. Old who school. I, who I old school. I love, the, the I, love, pick, right? I love Jerry. Jerry was awesome. He treated me very well. And we he said, Josh, I want you to soak up these first two games. It was a weekend series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He said, Enjoy these first two days. To Tonight, which was the, that day, he said, I want you to sit in the dugout. Just take it all in. He said, you want to go out in the seventh or eighth inning and go catch some bullpens to get used to seeing the guys? I'm good with it. But he said, I want you to embrace this. He said, you're going to start on Sunday. So I was like, wow, that was really cool. So yeah. he's like, enjoy yourself tonight. Like, go have some drinks with your parents, your family here. That's fucking awesome. He's that's like, that's, that's show right there. That's what you no, call Jer show. Jerry was That's Jerry, show. I like, mean, Jerry Soaking was in, as I mean, professional as anybody, yeah. and that's what it was. It yeah. was like you felt comfortable instantly. You so must have been scared. I was when you're 22 laughing, years right? old. I was scared out of You're like, no, Skip, I don't drink. I'm not having any drinks. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, Skip, where are we going? What kind of wine we got? <laughs> um, so, so, so that was a cool, cool um, little. It was a, it was a nice gesture, I guess, for me to kind of break in to yeah. get settled, see what it all looks like. Um, but I fucked up my first day in the big leagues. And you I sat on the couch. I don't know how no, I would never sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't sit on the couch. <laughs> but I can't believe how many these young kids just leave early in spring training now. Oh yeah. It's different. It's insane. Man. It's different. Anyway, oh, get off my lawn. Here we go. Sorry, no, that no, was no, yeah. 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 Sorry. No, no. Um, so first day. So first you day. Fucked up. I hit batting practice. I come in, eat a little spread. I'm not like I stay in my lane. I sit in my locker. I stare straight ahead. 
I don't even take a shower. I throw my game uni on. I'm just sitting in my locker. Game starts at 7.05. I'll go out there about 7 o'clock, five minutes before it starts. What? Why do I need to be out there at 6.45? Yeah, you're not playing. Anthem, 6.52. <laughs> oh. Wait, you got to be out here for the anthem? I didn't know that. Nobody, I mean. Don't you do that in the minors? I don't think. Some, we, teams, I, some teams. But I was a starter, so I always did it. Oh. Like, it was just, not, like, I was always out there anyways, right? Okay. So, so I'm sitting in my locker. All of a sudden, it's like, so in Colorado, they had an early anthem. I, this is why I remember it. But I got to a point where it was like literally like me and Sheffield and like maybe one other like salty veteran guy. And I'm <laughs> and like, you? And I looked around oh, and I just fuck. thought like, where the fuck, where's everybody at? <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, at that moment that came to my mind, it's about like three minutes before seven now. You're at like, that oh, moment, fuck. I stand up and Jeremy Reed, who was a guy that I have... Another guy, Jeremy that I, Reed. Jeremy Reed. He's a hitting Outfield. coach. Now hitting coach, coach with the Angels. State, right? Outfielder. He was my teammate. Lamy State. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, we'll get him on the podcast. I'll tell you this: this is a guy that I have the utmost respect. Check, 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 check. Rick, three, two, one. Bobby, we're good. Bobby, are we good? Bobby, take your hood take your off. Ho- take your hoodie off, <laughs> Bobby. Your fucking hood off. Man, are we good, Bobby? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Maybe you gotta switch that button. Are check, you check, recording check, all check. of them? It looks like it's moving, but you don't have any audio? But the meters are moving. Yeah, the meters are good. So how come you don't have... Is there a volume set up for you? Yeah, there's volume. Oh, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. Oh, Damn it. So you, you know what? I'm not even editing that out. We took a break because the carne asada was ready. Good job, Ace. <laughs> Ace, Ace in the Ace house. Of course, the Mexicans go to Scottsdale and find the carne asada. I don't know where they found it. Well, they do it. All right. Some pretty good damn meat right, all right there. We had, hey, we've been broadcasting all day, all weekend, whatever it is. All right, Jeremy Reed, you were saying, Josh told I me. stand up. At that moment, I face Jeremy Reed. Actually, let me step back where I left off because I have the utmost respect for Jeremy Reed because the tough love was real. He was a guy that – he was the veteran guy that was hard on me, kept me running the course – Kept me in line, what to do, the do's, the don'ts, the how to acts, the everything in between, right? And like every young guy needs that when you get to the big leagues because you don't know. Absolutely. You really have no freaking idea. And um, at that moment, I stand up and he says, where in the fuck were you for the anthem? <laughs> and I turned ghost white and I said, sitting here. And he said... That doesn't fucking work. This is the big leaks. You stand on the line with the team for the anthem. I said, Fuck. Reader, my bad. I said, honestly, there was Sheffield was in here and uh, a couple other veteran guys. And he goes, yeah, they're allowed to miss the anthem. And I thought, okay. And I can honestly say I stand here to this day. I've missed one other anthem my entire life. And it was because I was getting seen by a doctor. That's a good excuse. Doctor? <laughs> that was it. That doctor's a good excuse. That was it. And, the, and I would have been out there, but the damn doctor was late. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that separates somebody from being a pro and somebody from being stuck in AAA. Like, everybody that you guys play with, or even guys who didn't even get a shot, are talented. It's the little tiny intangibles, being able to accept your role, being able yeah. to say, you know what? 
I don't have it today, but let me be a good teammate. Like I try to teach my son, hey, body language on a bench is huge. Huge. Because if a coach looks over and he's like, oh, fuck, this guy's moping. I don't want to deal with that. And the, and you, 13th rounder, they're not, teams aren't going to deal with that no, at all. Next. Next. Right? There's a thousand dudes waiting in the wing. The, 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 the whole idea, like that's a great theme is to be a great teammate. And I, I'll tell you this. There's one guy that I would love for you guys to have on the show because I would love to hear what he has to say to okay, you. This on. guy's name is Steve Springer. He was a Did scout. You? No, he was a scout. No, that was Russ Springer. Oh, Russ Springer, okay. Uh, this guy's name is Steve Springer. His story is insane. Like, 3,000 minor league at-bats. Like, played in the minor leagues forever. Mental coach. But he's a guy that has a perspective on, like, those kind of things. Being a good teammate. And, like, to be honest with you, like, there'll be times where you're like, Spring, I know you told me that 15 times. But there's a point that he's trying to make with you of being a good teammate, playing every day like it's opening day, putting the bullshit aside. You play to win the games, period. I know Steve Springer. <laughs> you know Spring. Uh, Cal State Fullerton, he used to come and talk to the hitters, I think. Yeah. Or we used to listen to – one day we lost at Pepperdine. And from Pepperdine back to the OC is a long hours. drive with in traffic the, in, in the middle of traffic. Yeah, you know, one o'clock game. Um, <clears throat> and they made us listen to that CD the whole way back. Yeah, it can be a grind. I'm not saying it's not a grind. I love Spring to Death. Some of his stuff can be repetitive. Uh, of and, course, yeah, and, yeah. But but, but, but the, it goes back, like you said, being details. a good teammate. It, it doesn't. It, it's not hard to be a good teammate and to root for your guys and, and just be a fucking good teammate. Yeah. We had our first spring training game today, like and. I think it's valuable that everybody should be on the bench. Like, there's certain guys. Clayton Kershaw doesn't have to be on the bench. There's a handful of guys that don't they've have to be it. on the bench. They've earned they that fucking right. right they've yeah, earned yeah. it. Yeah. But there's guys that need to watch the game. Watch the game. You might learn something. How many times have you heard that saying in your career? You've heard it a thousand times. How many times have you ever seen they worked on that in spring training, and it's October, somebody's uh, – uh, overthrowing the first baseman on a butt PFP, play, you know? right? PFPs and they fuck it up. Yeah, and, and and it's just like like those are the things, right? Is like sit, watch the game, talk to your teammates, Old get school, to know new your school, teammates. man. I mean, it's different. It, it, wait till we get a new school guy on this podcast, and you'll you see the little bit that, of the difference. Like you guys are in your thirties, I'm forty. Like when you're twenty, we got it all figured out. I I was the best fucking reporter there was. What nobody stepped to me. I'm on ESPN. And then you're like, fuck, that doesn't matter. No. Like the details. That's why I go back and speak to high school kids. I try to tell them, this is what you have to do. And we all did the same thing. We we're 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking wah, 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 whatever. Like you're in a different role. And you are in your career now than when you were when you were out of uh, in Illinois. That, that's a good point. But I would say this. When Ricky and I came up, though, in the 2009, 2010, stretch it to 2011 era, because that's kind of when it stopped. And like when you were young, that's when Instagram started, 2011. That's true. Good point. But you get to this point where like you didn't have a choice but to fucking listen. Mm -hmm. Like hmm. now these kids have a choice. Really? I watched a kid walk out of the clubhouse today. He got a month and a half, two months in the big leagues. Walked out of the clubhouse today. I thought baffling to me. Wait, walked out like what? He like, left. He just left. It was oh no, I got my work done today. I'm done. I'm not going to watch the game. And the boys <laughs> undressed Whoa. him. The boys undressed him and he kept walking and I thought it wouldn't man. fly back in the day, but, man. It, it and that's fly. my point. That's my whole point, Ricky, is that like that shit didn't happen. Like you you know what would have happened? I'll tell you exactly what would have happened. Your shoelaces would have been cut. Your <laughs> shit would have been thrown in the trash can or frozen. Or frozen. You would have been absolutely <laughs> annihilated in the morning meeting. And I, and with this group, 
the kid will probably be annihilated tomorrow in the morning meeting. But like, yeah. it's the principle. Of like, course, there's you're guys. not trying to be a dick. You're not trying to be an asshole. It's just, it's the principle. Of, hey, just stay back. If 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 Clayton Kershaw, not that he did, but if Clayton Kershaw wants to stay back, you better stay back because if he's watching three, four innings of that game, just just do it. Can Let me ask you the, um, to bring up that point about that kid. And it's not just the Dodger organization; it's all organizations. Oh, it's, it's every. It's oh, bad. No, it's not just here. This was an experience. I cover basketball. You you want to feel entitled, kids who are 19 years old? Like I I see it. You know, in, in all walks of life. Hell, p- interns who want to come to me. What's up, Bobby? Try to take my job and not put in the grind. But like, without sounding like the old man who are like, get off my lawn. What has changed that you feel has given these kids that entitlement? Cell phones. How so? We had cell phones. When I got to the big leagues, we had cell phones. Yeah, but you were playing but, Snake. But you were like, playing like Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. yeah, you were playing no, Snake. No, like Richmond. Richmond. Richmond was playing yeah, Snake. Yeah, you were. You were playing Snake. Um, I, it, it's in every clubhouse. Well, you I, come in after a ball game, and you look around the clubhouse. I have a picture on my phone from last year. I, I, I ended last year in Double A, in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I have a picture. This is n- no exaggeration. An hour before the game, six dudes on their cell phones, laying on the couches. This is double-A baseball. Laying on the couches, all on their cell phones. That's the problem. Like, I know it's hard to do, and, like, I have, listen, I have a wife, I have three kids. It's hard to do, but, like, I would love to play for a manager where you had to put your cell phone in a box when you get there. That would be awesome, huh? And then your wife, let's just say, for instance, right, like, something happened at home. One of your kids gets sick. Then your wife has the trainer's number, and they just contact the trainer. There's nobody at the field that you need to talk to. I can assure you of that. You're working, and I, I, I think that's what's changed the game. Yeah, it's and, also and, and it's also like uh, uh, Morrow touched on it a little bit. You got MLB Network. You got you know top 100 prospects. This, these guys are. You're in big league camp and you're seeing minor leaguers on TV that are right next to you, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's the next big thing. Oh, this guy's the next big thing too." Never and heard of you. <laughs> exactly, you know, and it's. But those 16-year-olds, they all know. They go to area code games. They go to perfect game showcases. I mean, they're they stars. all rated. And like you look at, and I hate sounding like the old man get off my lawn, but like my son just got an Instagram, and I told him like, "Look, you have to be act like you're professional." He's going to high school. He plays basketball. Like you're not a recruit. Duke and UCLA are not coming to you. But you still got to treat it as professional, the way you're going to post, the way you're going to write. Yeah, absolutely. And when I broadcast the game and Ricky's going to be doing TV, what do I tell you? Research is where? Instagram, because everybody puts their life out there. And it's always, especially doing high school football games, kids will put up on their account, so-and-so high school ranked five stars. What is this and that? Like, it's all on their profile well, I mean, now. How many, I mean, it sucks, but how many guys have gotten burned by old tweets and all that stuff just you know? all the damn time now like now we have meetings on like oh hey this go find this company or call your agent and they'll have this company scrub your twitter or your instagram exactly. like really? that's asinine to me i'm sorry it is yeah. it's yeah. like that, that and i i think and i know this is like very small talk but that's i and the same thing i feel like the the bitter older guy but like i think that's what's wrong with the industry a little bit it's yeah. like there's no there's no camaraderie there's no uh communication nobody sits around and talks about baseball anymore or even sits down and talks about baseball hey where are we going to go get dinner tonight where are we going to go have a few beers you know i, I mean baseball is what you do it doesn't define you right i mean uh-huh. so there's there's outside life to baseball and 
can you imagine if we sat there and, and 24-7 baseball, we'd go fucking crazy. Well, so. that's why when, when people tell them, like, oh, you guys are doing this podcast. Like, no, it's not a baseball podcast. If you're a baseball player, we're going to talk about baseball, obviously. If you're a basketball player, we're talking about that. But it's more of a lifestyle where I love hearing the stories. And he, what you're saying and touching about how the cell phones, I'm just as guilty as anybody. Because I got to promote myself via social media. I got to do this. And I try to tell my kids, like, fuck, I'm sorry. Like, I'm preparing for a game I'm doing tomorrow. But at the same time, I look at it and, like... It's a double-edged sword, but when I started covering baseball in 2005, I remember coming into clubhouses, and when the iPads came out, somebody had one, and the manager came in, put that shit away. Yeah. It was a fucking iPad. We, there was, we as a reporter, we were around it, like, what the hell is this iPad thing? You can touch it? Put that? And I was like, fuck. Now, you walk in, and just what you said, everybody sees the media, and they, on their phone, Turn around. You can't call. You can't have conversations in the clubhouse. No. But everybody's on it. And what I don't like, not that I don't cover baseball as much anymore, but you see guys looking in their clubhouse, into their locker, not looking at their teammates. Yeah. That's just my outside world observation. Is that ruining things too? Yeah. I mean, that, I, again, I, I think the common denominator is the cell phone issue. Because like when I was a rookie coming up, you sat and you st- Literally stared at the you back. Of, just put on your headphones and listen to music. You stared at the back. Of, yeah, you're right. You didn't say a word to anybody. You stared at the back of your thing. But but you saw all the other veteran guys and the guys that were playing cards and all that other playing stuff. Car- exactly right. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> right, playing dominoes. I mean, it, yeah. we've seen it all. And, and it, it's just like those are the things that like like that's the one minute thing that irks me about the industry. I think is that aspect and like. The great Pee Wee Reese said it one time. You rush in and out of the clubhouse, you're going to rush in and out of the game. <laughs> That's a great That's a quote. great line. Look at this guy dropping knowledge on us. Pee Wee Reese. Reese. JT, so Google a, little it, bit, people. a little bit to go back. Um, so you, you end up playing, obviously, for the Mets and then making your debut. Who's, uh, who who'd you face? In my who's debut? Your first, who was your first at bat? Jason Marquis. Jason Marquis. Tough. Played right into my bat speed, little sinker slider guy. <laughs> right into your bat base speed. Hit, base hit, first at bat. First base hit, first at bat. Mm. Hitters hit. That's true. Shooters yeah. shoot. And let me tell you this too: runners steal bases. No. I think I did not steal the base my no. first big league hit. <laughs> yeah, the game has changed. <laughs> no. Go ahead and somebody check tape on that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You're a catcher. Oh yeah. Oh, you got wheels. Botched. Oh, it. I forgot you were a shortstop. That's right. That's Botched right. hit and run. I don't recall. Yeah. Who was pitching? It was Marquis. Marquis. No, who was who? The pitcher must have missed a hit and run sign. Pat Mish. Oh, no, he just swung through it. Ball <laughs> bounced in the dirt, and, uh. and the guy kind of conned it and fumbled it a bit, and bang, I'm sliding into second. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know this is if this is for... Maybe uh, a defensive in, 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 uh, indifference? In no, it was. It's stolen base, check the baseball <laughs> card. I, All right, baseball I, reference. I don't know. 2009. I don't know if this is true, but it's something like this. I was the youngest Mets catcher to make their debut Get a hit and steal a base. Me and Todd Hunley, I think, were the Damn. were the youngest guys. Wow, you didn't search that. Did you know, you? I'm not gonna research that. But <laughs> since you said so, we'll go with it. He's on a roll right here. So then, oh wait a minute. Oh, Ricky, guess how many stolen bases this dude has? Probably like three, two. <laughs> uh, he he also has back two back end. He also has two caught caught stealings. Ah, uh, he tried to get cocky. <laughs> three, two, strike him out, throw him out, head jump. <laughs> Where's that ball at? If your first major league hit. 
um, actually in a box and storage unit right now while we build our house. Oh, okay, all right. So you know but where it's at. I know exactly where it's at. I have everything other than my catcher's equipment from the no-hitter. The Mets still have that. That's in the museum probably? Yeah, but I need that. Where's that painting at? Oh, it's at Johan's house, I think, <laughs> Poppy. Just ask him. Hey, uh, uh, so you have your major league hit, you know where the ball's at? Hey, Rick, did you have a major league hit? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> How many hits you have, Ricky? Two. Where's that ball at? In my... Man cave. Ricky, have I ever faced you? It would probably end that. You got pretty lucky bad for if you. I did. <laughs> it end that pretty bad for you. Was I mean, that, I faced uh, the Mets only at? in eleven. You were there in eleven, right? I was there in eleven. Uh, no, I was hurt when they went to Toronto. Uh, oh, you're lucky. Oh, you're lucky. Exactly. Thank God. Both of you are lucky. No, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. 12. Yeah, I was hurt. 12. I had a concussion because I face uh, Ike Davis didn't play either, and I faced Duda, and I think I. Punch them out punch three, and or, three or four times. Yeah. What's it like playing in New York for the Mets? Because in New York, obviously, the Yankees are king. L.A., the Lakers are king. Nobody pays attention to the Clippers. In the Mets, how's that work? Let me tell you a great story that me and Justin Turner talked about today. I cannot believe we just had this conversation. One of my favorite signs in New York in the subway was it said, um, New York City, home of like seven professional sports teams, dot, 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 and the New York Mets. Oh. <laughs> We were actually talking about that today. <laughs> That's great. Um, but, but, but you do. You, you, you play second fiddle a little bit to yeah. the Yankees. There's no question. But, like, we had, a, we had a, like a, a solid young team. We really did. We were young kids coming up. They were in the rebuild. Um, that was kind of like the couple, like, there was, there, there was some other contracts. You're falling apart over there. What's wrong with oh, you? I know. My phone You're a mess. See? The, the fucking cell phone's ruining everything. I know. See? Ruining the podcast right I here. Throw it Put on it the in floor. a box. Get away. Right. Um, but the Mets, though, it's look, you you get called up by the Marlins, eh? Nobody. No, it's Tampa. Different. Eh, oh, it's New, New York, York is fucking New York. It's New York, you're living in the city, living on the Upper East Side, playing baseball at night, baby. Do you take the train to work? Uh no. You had a car? I rode with David Wright. Oh, you're bad. Watch your toes, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me just pick that up, what you just dropped right there. Yeah, that was a name. Damn. I mean, that's a big... No, How did yeah. you know David Wright? Why is he even talking to a rookie? No, I wasn't... A, well, so, sorry about that. So, my first year, I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, and yes, I did take okay, the train. Okay, all right, all right. I did take like the it. train. Because now you're sorry. like a... You're calling Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, then you went big time. 2010, Jeff Frank... I think that was the year Frenchie got traded, and then I ended up staying in his spot, like 53rd and Broadway-ish. And then 11 and 12, I stayed on the Upper East Side. That's big time. That's Central Park, right? Every night. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know New York. Is that, yeah, is that big time? Big time. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you live? Brooklyn? That's where the Playboy Playmates hang out. Oh, that's the, oh okay. That's, <laughs> that's where the Playboy Playmates hang out. <laughs> that yeah. work? That's where all the models hang out. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's where Jeter would hang out? Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, you were on that side. Yeah. Feeling good, huh? Rich people. That's Cash and checks. Cash, Cash and checks. checks. Spending checks. <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa told me you can't take it to the grave with you, son. <laughs> and you tried to leave it all in one day. Oh, I left it all in one day, brother. <laughs> hey, in New York, you have to tip the the guy the whole the bellman, the bellman, bell oh, right? Oh my god! Then the car guy. You got the the parking garage. Oh, you're, down you're, the way. you're fifty. You're down fifty by the time you leave your apartment. <laughs> Easy. You have time. to have like money on you all the time. All the time, straight cash. Homie. Open the door and then boom, there he is. Yeah. He's straight cash, homie. He knows that. He went from Illinois to like hanging out on top of straight. Him and Biggie, they're all. Oh, he was all day. What's it like, though, when you're like fucking big leaguer with the Mets? Like, Ricky was a big time deal in Toronto. He had his own bobblehead, but you're like 
cruising. Oh, yeah, you, doors pe- open up. People, people want, people want a piece of everything. That, that honestly, that was like probably one of the hardest parts to to navigate because when I was younger, it was like, yeah, sure, like, like you wanted a piece of everything too. Like, oh, you knew the towel guy, you knew the lavo guy, like all these restaurants and bars and clubs and like, yeah, and you should. You're 22, fucking do people, it. People wanted that, and then it was like. And then all of a sudden it turned into like, yo, I'll leave you some tickets, maybe some BP passes. Yeah, no problem. Hit me up whenever you want to come back. Then you just text them like late night after the game. Like my wife say, hey, let's go to town tonight. Okay, yep. no problem. Yeah, yeah. Text my, my my guy. My guy. Always have to have a guy. Got a guy. Guy at Tau. JT. Is that how you save it on your phone? Guy at Tau? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you come in there and you, you, you're eating over top of a bathtub and you're like, oh, yeah. this is sick. Everyone eats dinner at midnight in New York, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, the place is damn slammed. Like, it's it's insane. <laughs> and you're walking in, here's the catcher from catcher the, for Mets. the Mets. And so people then, are just yeah. like... From the Mets, Good for you, get, you, you, you obviously, and we touched on it earlier, you and Ari Dickey get traded over to Toronto. Yeah. And then... Is that a want, want, want? You come... No, no because... Toronto's a good city, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he comes in... I mean, he was part of the playoff runs, the big-time playoff run, the Bautista home run. 15 oh, and 16. Uh, okay, at, okay. Yeah. The Edwin Encarnacion walk off yeah, the following okay. year, so so you want to win. So he saw no, but the, he saw Toronto Blue Jay State, uh, the Rogers Center, f- fucking rocking sixty thousand people, and yeah. they everyone says there's nothing like it. Nobody, N- nothing compares in my entire life. 60. And I've even been to a freaking premier soccer game at Emirates in the UK, and I thought that shit was crazy. This is this was a whole nother level. What do people say about Toronto, not just Ricky, so, but anybody I mean, there. just I mean, just so you let the listeners out there, when when Bautista steps up to the plate and he hits that walk off home run, I mean, what? I mean, goosebumps, goosebumps. I mean, the, just how that whole thing transpired with Russ throwing the ball off of Chu's bats, the umpires not knowing what the hell was going on. Is it a dead ball? Is it not? They called timeout. The play stopped, and they awarded the guy home plate. Like. Just pandemonium. Just the way it played out, yeah. People throwing shit on the field, and like the players were like, we're all out there, like, hey, no, please don't <laughs> stop, like, just wait. And yeah, it was like it was an ex- pandemonium. So it then, was pandemonium. So then, did it feel like it, an earthquake just hit in the Rogers Center? Yeah. When- if if you, rem- it, I don't know if anybody have watched the like anybody yeah. watching the game will notice how bad the cameras were shaking. Yeah. Th- that was because, real life. Because the camera guys. Where were you sitting? On the left side of the dugout, and it was like I and where I was sitting, I was kind of tucked back. So when he hit it, I had to like kind of peek onto the field, and then it was just like everybody started jumping on the Is field. Is that the Bautista where he just throws the bat like the, bat the bat flip. famous flip. one? The yeah. famous bat flip. And then the following year, I mean, with Eddie off of Ubaldo uh, Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah, that's the game that the Orioles didn't didn't throw uh, Zach Britton. They left Britton in the bullpen. In the bullpen, and that was the best reliever that year, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then Edwin comes in, and then it's almost like deja vu. Not obviously, uh, it was this was the wild card game, right? The wild card game, yeah. yeah. So it was a little different because you were playing in a series the other game, the uh, the year before. Right. This is a do or die game. Edwin and Carlos Young walk off deja vu. What the fuck, you know? And I'm sitting at home, and I'm like, God damn it, you know? How did I just missed all this shit by fucking two years? You know, the Bautista bad flip, and then the Edwin walk off, and so I mean, those are the highs of the highs. And then the lows start coming. Your, then they start career. coming. 2017, blew my hamstring out in spring training with the Diamondbacks. Had reconstructive hamstring surgery. Oh, fuck. 
And then last year went to camp and I stunk it up and they released me and it's Who were you with last year? The Diamondbacks. I okay. went back to camp with them and it's just kind of been a, a roller coaster ever since. I mean it's you you know, I went went and played independent ball and then went to double A again. Like I mean By the Pirates. Were, Pirates, right? No, Tigers. Tigers, Tigers, you Tigers. Went to Tigers. Ball, which is what everybody that's a pro ball player says. If I go to independent ball, fucking shoot me. Just just end my career like a horse. Just take me in the back. I'm done. Never do it again. Let me go sell insurance. But it was, I yeah. mean, did it make you love baseball it, again? It, it did. It, yeah. And I'll be honest. Like, I was doing some things around the game a little bit that I was, like, trying to figure out what was next because I couldn't get a job. I got released late in camp, and everybody's rosters were full. Mm-hmm. And, no, Josh, we're good. We're good. We're good. And then we love you, but yeah, yeah, but we hate you, right? Like, well, I, I remember talking to you, and you had told me you're like, yeah, I, I'm gonna try this a little bit to see how this front office stuff works. Yeah, and, and, and you're and doing front office thing, stuff. Well, not not front really, office, but just it, it was more just to like kind of see like, um, do I like it? Yeah, like see like what's next. So what's you were next done. Avenue. So yeah, like effectively, I was like, I, I thought I was done. And then I he calls me. He's like, Rick. He says, Rick, I'm fucking doing it. I'm going. I'm going to go play independent ball again. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> All Why? right. Did you get out of your system or what? Um, yeah, because I missed it too much. I, 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 missed, I missed the game. I missed the competition. I missed everything in between that. And it was Wally Backman was on my ass a little bit about like, no, you need to come play. You're still young. You're 32. You need to come play. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I thought, same thing, like, fuck, you'll, you won't find me. I would never in my life ever play independent ball. That's Only Backman who won a World Series? With the Mets, 86 Mets. And who is laying his, what, 50s, 60s, and he's toiling in the buses? Grinding. 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 I think he's managing now for the Long Island Ducks in the independent. He's a guy that got blackballed a yeah. little bit, which is not fair because he is. he brings so much value to a team but he's old school oh, no, baseball no. guy. Yeah, but which but, is kind of like what you probably didn't want to become, right? Well, no, but not Wally. But I'm just saying that guy who don't take, for instance, like he buys into the analytics stuff. Like, I mean, I think he was doing analytics before analytics was doing analytics. <laughs> if that makes sense, like okay. he was. In a way I mean, it does. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, a, a lot of it is reading a stat sheet. Like he wasn't doing launch angles and spin rates and all that bullshit. But it was more of. Um, how to manage the game within the game within the game of numbers so he he's not like super old school but like he's just a good baseball guy to be around and when i was you know i was doing the i did some broadcasting for the blue jays as a color guy and i I, you just start missing it you miss the competition you miss the camaraderie the clubhouse the flights the bus rides you do miss all of that and that's when i thought like you know what i need to prove that i'm healthy because in spring training i was healthy but I just didn't uh, I didn't have enough at-bats to prove myself. I didn't get enough innings. So I thought, maybe if I go and play independent ball and I show I can still play. So I called Wally up and I said, hey, I'm ready to do this. He said, how much time do you need? I said, give me seven days. And I went and I rode my bike for like seven straight days. That's all I did, just to get my legs back in shape a little bit. I wasn't too far out of shape, but just to get them back underneath of me. And I caught every day an independent ball. And I hit and I played well. And that's when the Tigers offered me a job in Double A to kind of mentor a kid. Where were you at? Uh, in, in, New, in Independent Ball? Yeah. New Britain, Connecticut. New Britain, Connecticut. And then so, you go to Double A. Oh, sorry. Wait, no, but New Britain, Connecticut is a minor league city. And you went from the Upper East Side to 
New Britain, Connecticut. To what? The Hol- best Holiday Inn? Heart Hidden New Britain. Best Western? Best Western. Got those points, though. <laughs> you can keep those damn points. <laughs> you got to earn them. You earn those you points. You earn those points. Well, you have to, like, suck it up in a lot of humble pie right there, Oh, right? big time humble pie. I mean, it's a different ball game. Like, I, I called it this. I call independent ball do whatever the fuck you want, Leak. Because that's exactly oh, that's what that's exactly what it is. You do whatever the fuck you want. You should. Did you uh, stand for the anthem? I did. All right. I was always out for. He the was anthem. catching every day. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were catching. Yeah. But so like there, nobody's checking you on like how you should be doing. Yeah. No, no, no. I no, I was checking everybody else's temperature. <laughs> um, but Why not? is it to do whatever the fuck you want, Lee? Because you do whatever the fuck you want. Like, <laughs> bro, there's you no should th- see these dudes. Okay, guys wearing cutoff shirts. Fucking. You literally do whatever you want. Just make sure you're there by the game time if you're in the lineup. It's like Legion Ball. Or what? It's like, like Legion Sunday Ball. League, right? Yeah, it's like, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Men's Sunday League, the beer league. Yeah, it's great. It's, <laughs> it was like, but but I'll tell you what it did for me. It gave me like the it passion. Feels like you're rejuvenated. It, it gave me the passion of like playing baseball again. Like no bullshit. No nobody fucking looking over the top of you and like constantly evaluating you. Because that's the one thing in professional baseball that can become a grind oh, yeah. is the tension and pressure yeah. of perform, 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 perform. This is a game of failure. You fuck, you fail seven out of ten times, you're in a Hall of Famer. And this is like, hey, go out and fucking win because Wally played to win. Our team played to win. We showed up. We better fucking win. Did you guys win the championship? We didn't because I left. <laughs> he, hey, hey! No, there's nobody else gonna rake. Sorry, bro. No. Sorry, so you bro. go to you go to Erie uh, with Double. the Tigers. Yep. I mean, a little bit different too. You're not been in AAA. You've been in big leagues. What do you? What's that like? Another piece of humble pie. I was yeah. in fucking Double A ten years ago. Yeah. And here I am again, running through the Eastern League. Eastern League, yeah. And it's um. It was a different experience because I knew what I was getting into. I was mentoring a young yeah. catcher there. And I was the old guy on the team and it was it was nice. You know what I liked about that experience was like I was able to transform the clubhouse a little bit to like yeah. a little bit more old school. I got the guys sitting around playing cards after games. Um take the guys out to dinner, mentoring. do stuff like that. Mentoring, that's that's yeah. that's good shit. When you're able to do stuff like that, when you're an older guy. That's a little bit of what I tried doing too. Um when I was part of the Giants organization towards the end of my career, and it was just more, hey, let's get together for dinner. Hey, let's do this. Yeah. Hey, let's do that. And I think guys start seeing that, and they they respect you, and they're like, whoa, like, okay, so this is how it is. Is this? Yeah, man, it's loose. You got to be loose in this game. If you're like reading shit and and not off your phone, you're on your phone every time. It's gonna drive you nuts. Like, you need an outlet, and I think right. When you're able to do that as a veteran guy, I think it it definitely helps. It's like giving back. It's it's yeah. no different because. Yeah, but it also there's guys. I'm pretty sure you saw they come in. They're like, "Fuck this! I don't want to be here." Oh no, it's bitter. Oh no, no. I've been in a part of, and you see that a little bit more in AAA, like the crusty guy that's like, "I need to be in the big leagues." What the <laughs> fuck? I'm behind. You're like, "Hey, you're in a buck fifty. Like, well, well I'm in a buck fifty because I should be in the show. You're like, no, you should. In the show, I'd hit three fifty. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not because you're in fucking the international league and you stink. <laughs> so then, um, obviously, off season comes. You think you're shutting it down. The L.A. Dodgers come calling. Yeah, I, I, I was staying in shape because my agent was giving me a glimpse of hope. Mm-hmm. So I was hitting, working out, doing all that. But like, I got to a point like right after the first of the year, um, I. 
I own part of a tech company, mm-hmm. and there was a big. Ba- it's a it's a sports tech company, and there was a big conference in Dallas. And I mm-hmm. went down there, and I parlayed this into like a meeting with a buddy of mine, um, who works for U Triple S A. And I was talking to him about some things, and we met for breakfast. And I went back to my hotel room, and then that's when I got the call from the Dodgers, and they asked what kind of shape I was in, if I would be interested in playing. But they're and, not calling you to say, "Hey, we need you to catch Kershaw." Yeah, right. No, what are and they I, calling you for? Um, to call uh, to catch Walker Bueller. He <laughs> 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 so, wants you to rake. In LA. Yeah, that's Which what I'm saying. Hey, you can go ahead and say it, man. Nastiest guy other than me that you've caught. Other than Ricky, yeah, Ricky. You <laughs> just, I mean, t- I mean, I am. We've had a handful of experiences, and the one I was spending half my time chasing that bitch to the backstop. So. Um, uh, no, so so they 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 were very upfront and honest with me about my role, um, and uh, it's another mentor type role. And I said I would love to do it, um, but I like the staff here, and I think if I, it, to be honest, if I can like show improve that I can hit still. I, I hope I one day get a chance to go play in the big leagues again. And we'll, we'll be waiting for you in L.A., Yeah, man. we need tickets. <laughs> Let me tell you guys something. You guys, if I get to the big leagues in L.A., just fucking tell me how many tickets you need. <laughs> All the listeners. Endless. 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 Oh. Hell yeah, because that meat was good, Ace. You know what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. Right you know, the time you, they're going to hold you to it, dude. No, I, here's if I'm happen. in the show, I don't care. <laughs> here's what's going to happen. We're going to... Huh? We oh, we have the recording. Yeah, him shouting out Ace. Everybody else. Here's what's going to happen. He gets to the big leagues, right? We're all going to be there. Like, hell yeah, Josh. Radio silence. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. Ace is going to be on the field with him, with Tolly, taking a selfie. That's yeah. what's going to happen. He's going to have BP pass. Because I fucked Ace today bad. <laughs> Let me tell you my story about Ace today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready to hit a live batting practice off of Julio today. And this guy. This is at the uh, Dodgers facility. At the Dodgers facility. Okay. And I'm standing kind of in the on-deck circle, if you will, and I hear this guy mumble something, and I couldn't really pick up what he was saying. At what, 9 in the morning, somebody's mumbling? Yeah, it was like 10, it was like yeah. 10.30. Yeah, it was, and in it a big like, crowd. Yeah, and it was like, he, he said something to me about, like, he said hi. That's really all I heard. That's what everybody says to you. Right? And everybody, hey! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, yo, tell him I said what's up. And as I'm, like, walking to the plate, I'm like, Bro, I think he just said Ricky Rose said hey. <laughs> By that time, after my at bat was over, I walked back and he was already like a couple ways up. So I couldn't like. Tony was like, wait, I got recognized at Dodger camp? Like, oh yeah. my fuck. Yeah, I was like, who's the asshole that's going to boo me now? <laughs> fuck, I haven't even started yet. It wasn't even a game, it's batting practice. Oh, and shit. somebody's there. Like, we had the video. He sent us the video. Oh, he sent us the video, yeah. Because yeah. Ricky told him, hey, tell Tolly I said, what's up? Yeah, so he so sent the video. I said, tell him I said, hey. I said, tell him I said, what's up? Actually, I was like, I fucking talked to Ricky. What's the, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think, like. <laughs> but, like, okay, when people, like, say that to you while you're, like, you're in your band practice and, like, during spring training, like, people are saying all that. Do you even hear them? No. Because everybody's yelling, right? Well, there were 6,000 people there today. <laughs> Let me tell you. And he wasn't in the front of the fence. He was behind people. Yeah. And, and, and like, come on, Ace. Do you want me to really hear what you're saying? Now, I'm, I'm not big league in anybody. I can assure you of that. <laughs> let's show you the... All right, here you go. Here's the audio. Yeah, let's get audio. So, totally Ricky Rose had to say what's up. Tell him I said hello. <laughs> tell him I said hello. <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to see what you look like? Uh, no. Let's show you the video. Let's, Let's show you the video. Look in this blue <laughs> uni. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like damn you're looking in an area you don't even know where you're talking i know to. that's what i'm saying <laughs> but let me tell a, you something they still got six four two fifty you know in all dodger gear and probably got udia shirt on we uh, yeah oh now boys, you're in the group chat sex sells i'll tell you that here, <laughs> you and blue is sexy but uh here, here's what it is uh we'll go on with it uh ace says ya te saludo Ya te lo saludé, wait, means I already said hi to him. Oh, you speak Spanish. Uh, Ricky texts back in the group chat, tell him to quit the I'm serious bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you big league him? Uh, I didn't big league him. I just didn't really hear him clearly. Hey, yeah. <laughs> to his defense, he said he came back to look for him and he wasn't there He wasn't anymore. there. <laughs> Knowing JT, he would have came back and, and be I like, told, hey, wait. I, and I told Rox, I went down at the end after it was over, and I was like, bro, I think some guy just told me Ricky Rose said what's up. And he's like, yeah, his boys are down there. I was like, <laughs> He's like, Ricky Rose here. I was like, ah. <laughs> of, all, of all the names, right? Yeah. So are we are we doing that segment? Oh, uh, we do. We yeah. did it. We did it earlier, but we're going to do it again. All right. It's time for Let's Go. We did it in the beginning. We had the R.A. Dickey gloves, but now how about this one? Bam. Who is this beautiful person? Leona de Caracas. P.K. <laughs> Paso, Papa. Leo, Leo. Suelos. <laughs> It is a picture of you playing in winter Ven ball. Ven winter ball in where? Venezuela? Caracas. Caracas, oh Venezuela. God, Campions. Campion. Campions. How old are you? Is that you? That's me. <laughs> Hell yeah, Jeez. that's me. Those that's a skinny me. <laughs> 2009. Okay, how the hell do you end up in Venezuela? Um, and did you get paid? Cash is king, brother. They pay cash, right? Hell yeah. Straight what up, Sanabia? I know <laughs> You're, you're in uh, Caracas? I was in Caracas, yeah. How scared were you going on? Not there? even a bit. I had two bodyguards at all times. You did? No, no, seriously. <laughs> Straight up? No, yeah. The team issues them, you right? You walk around like the king down there. And I was raking. I hit about like 375. Oh, so year. they loved you. Oh, they, you're gosh. So you're, you go back there. They know who Josh Soli is. Hey, how, yeah. do they, how do they say your name? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Honestly, though, you you let do me, you, do, you do well in winter ball, though. Those, those people will never forget. Hey, this Barry is Enright, th Betty. This they is love Barry this is no bullshit. Like, there's kids now that are like, obviously, we're probably ten or eleven at yeah. that moment that are in the minor leagues. Like that, like kind yeah. of in my journey here. They're like, "Are you Josh Tolley? Did you play in Caracas? Like, not in that, not in that voice, but they're like, "Did you play in Caracas? <laughs> do your Venezuela voice, <laughs> Tolly, Tolly, Tolly." Hey, you play Caracas? Yeah, the Leones. Oh, champion 2009. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I'm, let me get, I, they probably said, Tolly! Tolly! No? Yosh. 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 Yeah, Yosh. Yosh. Oh, Yosh. 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 There you yeah. go. All right. So how much Spanish did you speak when you went down there? Uh, enough to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of better myself, um, we need shirts enough to be uh, dangerous. Um, no, I, I knew a little bit because I was in the Dominican for a bit, and okay. again, kind of coming up through the Met system. That just I, I, I knew enough, but I, I could order food and all of that. But down there, it's survival of the fittest. Like, yep. like if you don't speak Spanish, like there's no two sides of the menu there. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not like well, see, us Mexicans, we have a different accent from them down there. The Venezuelans I've ever dealt with, oh, I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. Mi pana, you pana. Yeah, the right? pana. 
Chamo. 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 Yeah, you really do know, son. Yeah, Chamo. How much has the Spanish helped you in the game of baseball? Tremendously. I, I think as I, as I kind of um, spoke a bit about it before, of like, I think it gives you the credibility with the Latin players. And the, there's a big Latin presence in sports, and, and they gravitate towards you. Like, if they don't like an American guy, they'll come to me, and they'll tell me. And they'll say, hey, we don't like this guy. Like, make sure he doesn't do this or he does this. Or, like, we don't like what he's doing. And I can take care of it then. Damn. That's, like, huge, But right? that's, that's important. Like, because, they, again, these guys are kind of on their own little island. And I think there's nothing worse than when the clubhouse is divided. When you have the Latin guys here and the American guys here. And there's a part of it that gets to the point where you're like, it, it can get to that oh, if yeah. guys, if Absolutely. Latin guys hate American guys and American guys hate Latin guys, it turns into this big like fight. And I've seen it so bad where like American catcher throwing the ball down to second base, the the Latin shortstop doesn't like the catcher. <laughs> no way! Go right to center field. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I've seen that more than once during a game. Yeah. Fuck. I've seen it one time. I think, where that's why I think it's important to to for everyone to just understand each other's cultures. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it's that. important, I mean, it, but it, a lot of people just, don't want to. I know, but, no, they but, don't. Like a lot of the good old boys, it's stick to their Skinner and their CCR. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> a lot of the Dominicans, they're only listening to their music and like, uh, and that's just the white guys. But a lot of the Latin guys. They don't want to adapt. They it's like, hey, I I'm here think, to play, just, and I'm going I, yeah. back to my farm. I just honestly think. For Latins, music means a lot. No, you know, yelling like, at each other they, means they a lot. Like, they like their music. <laughs> they, they like to dance. They, they live in an island where they're We happy. like to be loud. You yeah. know, they like to be loud. Ah! And, with, and I, I, I was right in the middle because I spoke English yeah. and I spoke Spanish. So, so was, how did you? Were you a peacekeeper? I mean, I was able to relate to both sides, you know I mean? Yeah. And, and always maintain a good relationship with everyone. If I needed to talk to somebody, I would. But, you know, I mean, I always... To me, I mean, I always had a good relationship. Like, with everybody anybody. always thinks like, we, I'll always go back when Puig showed up. He was a dude who came from Cuba, had no idea what anything was. And he, all of a sudden, you give a guy who living in Cuba where he didn't have a TV, you give him millions of dollars, he's going buck wild. He's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a wild <laughs> horse, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's learned to embrace it and everything else with that. But he, he, it was a story that came out that Puig had an argument in the clubhouse. And I'm standing there and I'm reading this. I'm like, what the fuck? It was an argument? And I, it was Puig was yelling at Pedro Baez on the other side of the clubhouse. Because they're fucking just yelling at each other because that's what we do. Hey, 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 But nobody there understood that they were just having a conversation. It's like, yeah. because then the music, it's got to be loud. It can't just be, hey, a little bit. Like, it's it's amazing what baseball does culture-wise. Because you have, so, like, football, everybody's American. Basketball, everybody's pretty much American. But baseball is the only one where you are so multicultural. Yeah, yeah, multicultural. It, it is true. And I, I think the importance of embracing the other cultures because like we have to understand we have to understand their culture like before you start blowing the guy up like find out fucking where he came from like who knows that might tell you all you need to know about him and 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 and, and, and when you think about it you spent what 8 months 9 yeah. months 10 months with these guys so why not why not just take a little bit of time to just get to know somebody and be like all right we're let's you you just build a trust with mm -hmm. guys because mm -hmm. like in baseball you have to have the trust where you can look at a teammate in the face and say, fuck it, run the ball out and not get right hooked. How do you say yeah. it in Spanish? Corre la bola. <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah, you're, you, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Okay, you, you don't censor yourself in the English cuss words, but the Spanish ones, you're like, oh no. Like, <laughs> corre. Corre. I may maybe throw Mama Bicho in there or something like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's Mexican, I throw him away. <laughs> oh, so you know the differences? Yeah. Oh, you know they're from yeah. Mexican yeah. to the island. J- JT's oh. taking the time, man. Hey, no, not everybody does. Cause no, it's all different. All the la- like from the Dominican to the Venezuelans to the Mexicans, and I it took me a while to understand that like it's all different. Like I called one time, I called the Dominican a chamo, and they're like, no, pana. Yeah. Whatever they use, right? Like what? Yeah, I, I don't remember what they use as like their friend, but then Mexican is paisa. Like there's all these paisa. like paisano, paisa. yeah, and, and they it, speak slower. And the Dominicans don't even try no. to understand. And they're the different colored beans. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, brown beans, black beans. Don't confuse, bro. Yeah, don't <laughs> confuse them. Mexican call it frijoles. Yeah. Dominicans and uh, Venezuela, Venezuela Abichuelas, Abichuelas, yeah. <laughs> well, What did uh, Erwin Carnacion say? Hey, what kind of tortillas are these? Because he wanted the different ones? He wanted uh, flour tortillas instead of corn tortillas, but yeah, for tacos. For tacos I was like, no, nah, man, that's not the way we do it in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. There's I mean, it's just, like I said, different culture, you know? But, but it's fun, man. I love seeing yeah. all the different people come together. It's you great. went from a kid who was 18 years old, raking, shortstop, where they don't speak that Spanish. <laughs> we don't speak that Spanish. So <laughs> <laughs> now you're like a hero in Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And true. Now you're obviously with the Los Angeles Dodgers and on the outside looking in. Um, once, um, by the end of this camp, what, what what's like your biggest goal to accomplish, you know? Um, I've done it for so long. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think, like, from a personal standpoint, is um, j- just to get my swing right more than anything. Yeah. Uh, from a team standpoint, I, I think carrying on the legacy. I, yeah. I think, like, I want to, I want to embrace it. I love, I love the culture here. The culture is a winning culture. When I say that, I mean it from the Arizona Summer League all the way to the major leagues, you play to win the games, period. And I love that culture. Because believe me, like if there was an uh, if there was a couple other teams that called me to do this role, I would have probably thought long and hard about it. Because I have three kids at home, my wife just started business, all of that. Like those are things that like come to my mind. When the Los Angeles Dodgers called me, it was like, fuck, where can I sign? Somebody send me the paperwork over now, type of thing. You uh Playing for organizations that are historical, the Mets, the Dodgers, like in Toronto Canada, Blue Jays. No, that's where I was going. Canada, it's the only team there. Yeah. Like when you go back and you look at it, I know you still don't have a chance to look at it because you're still in the game. But you're like, fuck. Like. I mean, you've witnessed some pretty cool moments in your I have. in your career, and I think that's the one thing um, that I got a chance to look back at. You know, when I was, when it was said and done for me, and I made that decision, it was like, you know, I did it, I lived it. Obviously, I never got a taste of the playoffs, but I got a taste of a lot of other things, you know, that, that I was fortunate enough. And um, for that, I mean, I'm forever grateful to the game of baseball, you know, and I'm sure one day when you're sitting back, you're going to be like, damn, I accomplished this much. I saw this much. And wow, that was awesome. You know, and I think that's when you'll know that, you know, right now it's probably tough for you to see that because you're like you said, he's still in the game. So. It's one hard. day, one day, yeah, one day you'll look back and you'll be like, and especially now that your kids are a little older, they're understanding what you're doing, you know? I mean. It's great. They love it. <laughs> yeah. gonna, they'll be out here in the middle of March and, like, bringing them to the field and letting yeah. them hit. Like, yeah. You, you, you are right. And, and I will say this, though. Um, there's an aspect of it where, like, 
until I like hit rock bottom, I took everything for granted. Yeah. You become really? complacent. You don't oh, seem yeah. like you're that kind of guy. No, no, you t- no, no. It's like anything. Like, I made some money doing it. You become complacent. You do. This game will make you complacent. And this is what I say now. When you think you made it, you haven't. Like when you think you're in, you're out. When you think you're out, you're in. And that's there's no better saying I think in the game than that because. Just when you think you're about to be done, boom, here comes an opportunity. I mean, which brings us to... Which you is know, perfect segue, yeah. Ricky. You're learning how to do the podcast. We, at the end of every show, we always ask somebody, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? And if you, you pop- had a chance for right now to tell you at age 18 in Southern Illinois, the best piece of advice that you wish somebody would have told you? Probably that exact comment. Don't get complacent in the game. Yeah. Really. Or in life. Fuck, fuck the game. In life, don't get complacent. Every day is a new day. Move forward. Keep like keep stepping forward. Don't ever like the game is gonna kick you backwards, but then you keep moving forward. And I, I think again, I, I think that's a part of the game that I mean really I've only ever talked to my wife about it, is that like you do when you think you're in, you're out. And it was like I, I, I made some money, you get comfortable, you think you're an established big leaguer, and then you're not. And you get complacent a bit. And I, I, I think that would be the best advice I could give anybody. And I, I, I preach it to this day. All right. One awesome. step further. How do you make sure you don't become complacent? Um, I won't make the same mistake twice. I, I can assure you of that. Um, I, I, I think the biggest focus is it's not about being – and, again, it's taken me so long to learn this. It's not about being a major yeah. league baseball player. It's about winning a World Series. Once you win a World Series, you're you're King Kong. You're a world <laughs> champion. And that's like going to the playoffs opened my eyes to it. was like when I was with the Mets, we were playing on losing teams every year. And then I went to Toronto the first year in 13 was a, a down year. We made a bunch of trades, brought in a bunch of superstars. We took us a while to really gel and mix together. 14, kind of much of the same. And then 15, it, it flipped a switch. We went to the playoffs, and it was like, oh, this is why you play the game. And I, I think that was, that, that's the point, is it's not about money. It's not about anything, anything in this game other than winning. Winning games, being on winning teams. And I think that, I think that mindset would help with the complacency. Josh Tolley, T-H-O-L-E. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. That was Guys, awesome. Guys, this, nah, this was no, sick. This was sick. You're coming back. I, I want to do this again. Yeah, Let's you do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, gonna, well, uh, as sure. we uh, progress with the podcast, uh, our, we're going to do random call-ins to people where you are not. You don't even know we're calling you, and we're just going to grab you for like two, three minutes. Tolley, where are you at? Fuck you, guy. What do you want? All right, thanks. That's all we need right there. Appreciate it. We'll have Ace show up in your hotel room. Hell yeah. Ace is invited anywhere. We're... We're uh, <laughs> nah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna be rooting for you, man. Hopefully, um, we well, see you out in LA, and and that'll be a pretty awesome story itself. You know, uh, from indie ball last year to possibly hanging it up, to now you're here and with an opportunity. It's an opportunity. That's all it is, and sometimes that's all we need. You know, an opportunity, and then the rest we take care of it. Thank and you. And if you see Tolly anywhere along the stops in the major leagues, just tell him Ricky Rose said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will acknowledge you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, JT. Thanks, guys.